Hey, Fairborn City Manager Rob here with Megan Howard. Hey, Megan. Hey, Rob. It's good to see you again. It's good. It's been to a couple weeks. <laughs> it has been a couple weeks. <laughs> it has been a couple weeks. At least since you've been on the podcast. Since I've been on the podcast. It's probably been exponentially better since I haven't been here. Well, so no. we'll see if we go back down in, no. in ratings. But I told them you'd be back. But this is rumor has it. I've been gone. So I don't know what episode we're on. 36? Oh, shoot. I should have looked. I didn't. I, let's say 36. I'll look. Why not? Yeah, we'll look it up while we're here. But we are super excited to have Terry Blakely with us. Hi, Terry. Hi, thank you for the invite. Yeah, how you doing? Good. What good. about yourself? Great, thank you. Yeah, great. It's good to be back and doing podcasts. Was I? Did I hit it? Thirty six. Oh, all right. She's still going. I, I, I gotta wait. They're all updating. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, we can't move on until we know what episode I this know. is. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's the OCD in me that won't, won't allow us. This is episode thirty eight. Thirty eight. Okay. Good. Thirty eight. So, uh, is thirty eight your lucky number by any chance? I didn't think it was, but we can okay. do. Right. definitely. I'll try to remember it now. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> it is today, right? Yeah, thirty-eight is your lucky number now. <laughs> so, Terry, thanks for being here. We uh, excited to have you on. We're going to talk a little bit about you. Um, you are a Fairborn kid that uh, opened a business, an entrepreneur, opened mm. a business in Fairborn. Let's talk about first you, Fairborn High School grad. Yes, uh, Fairborn High School, class of ninety-seven. Um, talk about I, your experience growing up in Fairborn. Well. <laughs> as much as you want to, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I've had a great, I've had a great experience in Fairborn. Um, my wife actually was a Fairborn graduate also. Um, I chose to raise, we, we chose to raise all of our kids here. So um, I'm a big fan of Fairborn. I think it has a small town vibe and that kind of hits me. Yeah. Well, but there's obviously things to do and, you know, definitely, I guess, a place where, where we feel comfortable. You know, there's a lot of bigger cities that um, don't have the same in my opinion, vibe. Sure. And, and I like when you can go to the grocery, you see lots of people, you know, all the little hometown things that you guys do around the community and little festivals. Um, definitely feels more family than a lot of bigger towns. Great. Great. That's a great answer. We'll have to snip that and put it on some of our marketing. Yeah. Yeah, no, no kidding. I that's, love it. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. Yeah. We um, are the town that vibes. I, I, that's I like of, that. The town of vibes. I do too, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> um, so you are raising a family here. Yes. So I have a 23 year old. He works with me at Remax Victory and Affiliates. So Dawson Blakely, he works with me. Um, then I have a 19 year old Cohen Blakely and um, he works over at the base. And then we actually have a ninth grader and a seventh grader that okay. are still in the school system. So that, like I was saying earlier, most of our life is definitely probably sporting events. I don't know, running kids yeah. here, asking if someone could please pick up a kid here. And you know, I feel sure. like we've been doing that actually for like two or three decades, longer than the average person, I feel like. But your, yeah. your family calendar is full is what you're saying? Like Man, the family all, calendar Always. Calendar. And there's yeah. always probably five random kids that somehow end up at our house too. So of course. it's definitely, definitely that. But um, so th that keeps us busy besides work. And work obviously keeps me very busy also. Um, you own the the Blakely branch yes. of Remax. Yes. Uh, there in Fairborn, right across from uh, the high school and mm -hmm. Community Park East. Um, talk about why you chose to go into the real estate profession. What was it about it that that uh, called to you? So we, we had kids very young, nine, 19 and 20. We had Dawson. And at that time, I worked at Delphi over in Kettering yeah. and worked there in a factory. And I think I worked there for maybe seven years. Um, and didn't love that job. I, I never yeah. liked that job. But we were young and, you know, it played its, it played its part. But um, once I got laid off from there... At that time when I worked at Delphi, I actually had a little side gig where I had a little landscaping business and I do like 10 or 12 houses um, while working at Delphi. So then once I got laid off at Delphi, uh, I just always kind of knew, uh, weirdly, my parents would move all the time and they had the yeah. nicest realtor. And he just, I don't know, I just always thought he was the greatest guy and I, I always just enjoyed going house hunting with them. So when I got laid off at Delphi, I thought that would be like kind of my one shot to give that a try. Yeah. And I kind of gave myself six months of that. And if it didn't work, I was still doing my landscaping. And then I also was um, helping another woman I knew who had her own landscaping company. So I was trying to hustle to just see if I could make that work. And then I'd go obviously to the real estate office at the time. It was a different place that I worked, but, um, and weirdly I didn't get my first house sell until like almost to the day, six months. It no li literally was like a week before. And I kept thinking at that time, one of the supervisors I worked with at Delphi, 
he had offered me a job at a different factory he had went to. And um, he had offered me a supervisor job at that factory. And I just, I just really, that's just not what I liked to do. So, um, but I knew it was a backup plan. So I kind of was getting to the point that I'm like, all right, well, probably going to, you know, end up back over here. But um, then once that happened, I figured once that first sell happened, um, things kind of went well from there. And we had still had our same house, our same car, you know, so it wasn't like as, I didn't have to make a ton of money, you, sure. you know, to be able to make it to start out. So, um, that's kind of what, I, without being laid off there, I don't think I ever would have done that. So it, it was definitely a blessing the way things worked out. It was stressful at the time looking back, sure. but things work out the way they're supposed to work out. Yeah. So you, you told me before and that you started in more of a corporate real estate I did. place. Um, we don't need to name names, uh, but, yeah. um, before you decided to, to break out on your own and own mm-hmm. your own branch, uh, what lessons did that teach you being in more of a corporate structure than maybe what you have now? Like, you know, you mm-hmm. obviously learned the business. You spent a lot of years yes. there. Talk so, about that. So at a corporate company like that, there are lots of benefits. Um, starting out, especially, I, I think starting out, it's more important than maybe when you've been doing it for a while. But starting out, a lot of times, you know, they'll have like, maybe a coach or, you know, you have a manager in there, they have classes for you. So learning the business. And at the time that office that I started at, although that was a very large corporation, that was a newer office. So that was helpful that I kind of started in that office at the beginning. There wasn't as many people in there at that time, but I think as you get more experience and things, you know, maybe you don't hold the value to those coaches and things. Cause you know, you're, yeah. you've learned those things yourself. But I will say if somebody was starting off, I I definitely think there is a benefit for someone to go to one of those corporate level companies because sure. there's always somebody there to ask. There's a lot of tools and, you know, our office just kind of has more experienced agents in it. You know, yep. it's, it's a little different. But when starting out, everyone has tons of questions. And right. so there is a benefit to that. What made you decide to open your own branch? So I, I'd worked at that company for... I think maybe 15 years. And I just kind of started to think that I wanted something more. It's I wanted something more to like almost give my kids or something. Like I I did very well at that company. Um, and they were always very good to me. I would never say anything bad about that company at all, but I kind of felt like I I was high ranking in the, in that company. And I felt like if I was going to do something that now would be the time. And I just started thinking, you know, I want something to like, give my kids and, you know, I, I want something to pass down. And, um, and I was very adamant that I only wanted that office in Fairborn. And, and that really is the truth. That's not just cause I'm in this podcast, but there was a little building in Beaver Creek I'd looked at and a few people told me like, you know, you need to move this a little further South. But I also knew that Fairborn's where, you know, our, our family was most of our kids friends yeah. Also, you know, where their parents were, I knew that I had uh, a lot bigger, a lot bigger following maybe in yeah. a Fairborn. If I went to a Beaver Creek, I'm one of a hundred, you know, you can drive down and see a hundred of them. But I also was very adamant that I wanted some road frontage, you know, to, to be able for advertising. And the building that we actually got, that building had been an eyesore for many, many years. Oh, yeah. And when I bought that building. I remember even my dad was like, kid, I don't see a, he said, I don't see at all what you're going to do with that. And I remember the title company that I deal with, we were working on that building and, um, she came by the second day after we had bought it. And, you know, our, the corporate office had a very nice location. It was, it, it was in Beaver Creek in a little shopping center, but very nice. And so when the title company came over to the building that I had bought, she was just like, Terry, what in the world is going on here. Right. But I saw my vision and I yeah. knew, I knew that th- that could be very beautiful. And I thought, you know, if I could just do some things to it and yeah. I liked that, not even for just myself, but I like it even made Dayton yellow look better. You know, it's, yeah. it's a public yep. kind of area right there. So, um, it was definitely, I had the vision and my wife always stands behind me on stuff like that. She's like, I, I know you can make it nice, but my dad, and most of the people I knew were like, Terry, what an abort, abort. <laughs> right. 
And you've been in that building how many years now, Terry? I think it's, I was thinking on my way over here, man. I, I want to say four or five. I, I think okay. it's five. Um, I think it's five. It is a beautiful location. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's, you've done a great job thank renovating you. that building. Thank you. It certainly is a crown jewel on, on Dayton Yellow. I, I, I appreciate you that. saying yeah. that. I appreciate it. We're real big, weirdly, on on the yard and landscaping yeah. and stuff. At, at the office, they'll joke and um, call me Martha, like Martha Stewart, because <laughs> they'll be like, Martha is not going to like that. <laughs> Do you still have a landscape company by any chance? Or did you, did no, you give not, that up? When you, when no, estate? but weirdly, that is something like I really, really enjoy. I mean, even yeah. in my own yard, and I don't know. That's something to me. I think where I'm doing business type things all day, and I get it. People either love or hate landscaping. Yeah. But to me, I don't know. If I turn on the radio and just, you know, some earphones and work in the yard, it's a nice little relaxing getaway to me. But I sure. totally understand. Like, lots of people I know are kind of like, oh, man, I'd rather do anything than work in the shard. But right. to me, it's a stress reliever. It's therapy. Right? Ex- agreed. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. Um, in my experience, and again, I don't know much about anything, but <laughs> in, in my experience, uh, real estate is a, it's a relationship business. Agreed. hundred right? um, percent. Talk about how you, how did you get started I mean, for somebody that's just getting started in real mm-hmm. estate? How, how do you, how do you build your, your business to the point now? I think you pride yourself on you do very little advertising. It's mostly mm-hmm. word of mouth, it's right? Ab- you yeah, treat, referrals. treat a couple of people mm-hmm. and some realtors I know deal with, so they'll deal with somebody and then it's like their sisters and brothers Agreed. and family. You get the whole family that you become their realtor. So I think it really is like, uh, I think you got to ultimately treat people right. And I know that sounds corny and I know that sounds yeah. silly, but you have to treat somebody right. And here's a prime example. Like I had a realtor here a while back tell me, he said, well, you know, I don't really like to do anything under like two or $300,000. And I just think n- number one, uh, that sounds so arrogant. Right. Like, um, but I, I, I've, I've had people, for instance, I sold a house that literally was like 20 some thousand dollars. It's been years ago. This house needed everything in the world done. It was part of an estate. It was entangled in all these things. It was just a nightmare. Um, but what was, a lesson that I think everyone should know about something like that is when I sold that house, that, that paid off 10 times. That lady worked at the base. That was her grandma's house. She sent me probably three or four people from the base. Right. She had two family members that moved here. Those people all bought different price houses. You know, it right. might've been 200, it might've been 400. I don't know. But if you do somebody right, I think they're always going to be like, Hey, you know, call my friend Terry. And I, I think if you, yeah. if you treat people right, rather than, if you just kind of do your job and don't put a lot of effort into it, they're like, Hey, what was my realtor's name? I can't remember that. It's been like 10 years ago. If you do someone right, just, you know, same way if you do someone wrong, right. You know, a bad referral yep. goes 10 times further than a good referral, but I always try my best to, to make things as easy as possible and, and make it yeah. right. And there's times that, you know, maybe I, I might've been right. I, you know, I might've been wrong. I can always though say that I always try to make it a good experience. And if someone, you know, is saying something that, you know, maybe I don't necessarily agree with on on something like, okay, but what do you think about maybe doing it this way? Or, you know what? And I think if you help people and approach it a certain way, um, people value that rather than you just barking orders or or telling them, well, this is the way it is. The interesting thing about it is it's almost like, um, Trying to just open up a phone book. Well, not anymore. Go on yeah, the internet now. <laughs> Sorry, show my age there. Right? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> right. To go on the internet now and just look up a local realtor, there are hundreds, if not thousands, that you can choose from. Agreed. And so it's very difficult because you want someone that you know is honest. Agreed. Um, and in a lot of ways, it's almost like trying to find a good mechanic, right? Agreed. You, you'll take somebody's recommendation over anything you see in any type yep. of advertising. 100%. So if somebody says, oh, yeah, Terry was terrific, yep. you're like, great, I'm calling Terry. Exactly. I'm not even looking at anybody else because yep. if he did them right, he's going to do me right. Yeah. And, yep. and that's what I think. I think referrals are everything. And I do think starting out, if someone was starting out, really just farming people you know. You know, yeah. it's as simple as like, you know, you could you could do mailers. I mean, you can do lots of things. I mean, there are other ways where people can kind of – pay for leads through Zillow and, you know, things like that. But most of my stuff always comes from a referral or, or a friend of a friend. Um, and I'm also really big about, you know, sponsoring like local sports teams or like even right now, someone just hit me up like, Hey, you know, can you help out with the girls basketball t-shirts, you know, things like that. And like I said, I was saying earlier, we're, 
doing this year, like another like live reindeer and Santa Claus at the office. We had a hot cocoa truck last year. It's totally free. But I think when you give back things like that, then I think again, people are like, you know, I'll call my friend Terry, you know, not just call Terry. So I I think when you were starting out, you definitely want to try to hope that the people that you're closest with would definitely be the people who would send you someone. Um, you want to plug that event with the uh, Coco and the date, or is that only for, is that exclusive for clients? I um, it's for kind of like a client thing, but okay. last year we did have random people kind of just show up because we're on Dayton Yellow, okay. which was fine too. And I don't even have the date on me That's or okay. else I would have plugged it. <laughs> That's all right. If you're driving down yeah. Dayton Yellow Springs, yeah, you'll if you're driving to see down reindeer. Dayton, yeah. If there's a live reindeer, feel free <laughs> to stop. Go see my friend Terry. <laughs> yeah. I do so, want to, can we jump back though to yeah. what you just said? Um, you know, I think it's that, that idea of being a part of the community, I think, you know, is important for every business. Agreed. And, you know, that regardless of whether they're new, regardless of whether they're old, I mean, I think that's to be invested into the community, to be invested into what the schools are doing. Agreed. um, I think it's huge. Um, You know, the fact that, that we have businesses that, that do that and that will go to the sporting events, I think is incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't, we only have one cross country meet, but, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I mean, if we had more, it'd be cool, but, um, at but least, at least the home meet, but you know, yeah. I mean, you know, for some of these activities, I mean, it'd be really amazing to have some of these, you know, local businesses go, to these sporting events right. or go to these mm. other events that, you know, music events and, you know, other activities that our, our schools are doing and other community events that we see uh, happening just so that the people can see that these businesses appreciate them. Right. And, and I that, think that's what makes Fairborn again, a little different is that, you know, in Fairborn, if you're trying to get a sponsor for your little league team or, you know, your basketball T-shirts or, you know, football uniforms or something, again, you're like, oh, well, you know, go over to so-and-so who owns this little mom and pop shop, you know, hit up Terry or hit up this or hit up that. Yep. And in a larger town, you know, you're not going to really walk in and just say, hey, well, this corporate company sponsor my little league team. Right. Right. So, again, kind of comes down to that kind of small town vibe. And we're a giving community. We give and give more than any community I think I've ever been a part of. It's it's amazing the amount of giving. I think Terry, what you also talked about goes to people recognize authenticity. Mm -hmm. Like when you're authentic about it and you, you can tell that somebody is authentic. It certainly resonates with people. Yeah. And I, I agree with that also. And I think going back to what you just said, as far as like giving community, I mean, I've been to so many fundraisers. I've organized numerous fundraisers. Um, and it is amazing when you're in like a small town like that, how much, you know, people will come out and a lot of people who might not even have the means to give. Right. And, you know, for the right cause, you have so many people turning out and giving money that they may or may not have, sure. you know, then you walk away and you're just like, man, like, you know, that was a lot of money raised in, in, in one night from just people that came there just because they wanted to. Right. Absolutely. Um, anything else you want to plug about your business? Anything that we missed that you, you want to talk about? Cause I do. Well, I do have one that I okay. asked you beforehand. So in looking at the roster, you have uh, a I think a good 13, number of 14, folks yeah. that work with you. Yep. Uh, one of them is, is, I think, your dad. My dad. Yes. My dad <laughs> works there. His name is Terry Blakely, which is a little, <laughs> uh, I was saying, confusing because sometimes when they're like, hey, you know, someone's on the phone for Terry. And then you're he always jokes because he just started a year ago. Yeah. So anytime he gets an email or if they call, he jokes and he's like, Kid, I assume they're calling you. There ain't a whole lot of people calling me. You know, so it's not as, but I think when he does do something, I think people are like, you know, he was talking to a lady the other day and he had showed me her card. And I said, Oh, I said, I've done lots of transactions with her. I said, She's very nice. And he was like, Oh, have you? He said, She probably wonders why I act like I don't know her then. And so he called her and was right. like, And then she started laughing. She was like, Well, I guess I, I was kind of wondering, like, we were just kind of talking very generically. And that's why, because he had no idea who she was. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay. How is it being your dad's boss? That, um, okay? I don't know. That's such a I guess boss word, is, I boss guess. Is a yes. tough word. But. Boss is a tough word. Um, it's totally fine. My son yeah. works, my oldest son works there and he works there. And um, 
I don't know. I don't ever feel like at our office, everyone's an independent, you know, so I don't really, I don't know. I I don't have to be anybody's boss per per se, but you know, I'm definitely there to help answer questions. The same as sometimes I have a lot of questions and I'll ask somebody else questions. So, um, but, but boss would definitely not be the correct word. <laughs> you just tell them if, if they're angry, they want to talk to your dad. <laughs> I could start doing that actually. Just be like, Oh, you sound very agitated. Please let me connect you to Terry senior. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> so I want to, I want to spend some time and talk a little about the housing market. Yes. Um, being in this business for, I'm guessing 20 plus years exactly. now, yeah, about 20. you've seen a few ups and downs. For sure. Um, I've seen it. Um, we are in a, in a period right now that I don't think I've ever seen in my Understood. life. Uh, where one, there's hardly any supply, yep. uh, which put values that have to be an all-time high in some of these neighborhoods. Talk about what effect that has on the market in general and how difficult that is for you. So I just think from from a seller standpoint, it's amazing because right. you're, you're getting more money out of your house than what, what you ever could have. Sure. You know, but you also got most sellers have to find a place to live also. Right. So it's kind of like, you know how much money you can get out of your house, but you have to have a, a place to live. Sure. And, you know, some people might have the luxury of buying a house without selling theirs. And that's a great luxury because then you can buy one and then sell yours later. If you had to sell yours to buy one, you know, you've got to be a little more patient on that because you have to hope that there's a house available, you know, right. when you get your house under contract. From a buyer, you know, I know a lot of buyers talk about interest rates being high, and and they are higher than maybe what a new buyer was accustomed to when it was right. two or three percent, but that that's really not historically what what rates were. So right. even in you know I'm 44, but even in my lifetime when we bought a house, you know I, I can remember refinancing into the fives and thinking I hit the jackpot. You right. know when it dropped from seven and a half or eight to five, yep. or five and a half. So you know. Rates aren't, if you really were to look historically, I I saw something on the news the other day. I can't remember, but it was basically just talking about interest rates in the nineties and in the eighties. If you, if you were to look like now interest rates are definitely a lot cheaper than what most people's parents or grandparents would have purchased a house from, but from a buyer, I think you have to be, you have to be patient. And that's what I tell all, especially a first time home buyer, because when writing an offer, you know, you might be up against a cash offer. Somebody's dad or grandpa might say, Hey, I'll go ahead and loan you the cash on that. And then once you buy it, you can refinance it and, and you know, give it back to me. And that way that buyer kind of has, you know, maybe a little bit of an up as far as going in sure. as a cash offer. So as a buyer, you just need to be very, very patient. And I always tell everybody what's meant to be is meant to be. I had a perfect story. This girl, it was like maybe a year, year and a half ago. She had been on the bid on like seven or eight houses. She had been so discouraged, but we were an FHA buyer. We had to have inspections, right. minimum down payment. So when we got into all these multiple offers, there really wasn't a whole lot we could do besides write our whole, our best offer. Right. And we kept going up against cash offers or as is offers. And, you know, there's just nothing we could have done. And um, she got discouraged. I remember we went into the house she got and, I said, what do you think? And cause she was so quiet. And I was like, what do you think? And I was very surprised because to me, I thought that was like the nicest house that we had looked at. Yeah. And she was like, Oh, I love the house. She was like, I just don't know. I don't want to get my hopes up, you know, if I don't get it. And that's the house she ended up getting. Wow. And weirdly, you know, the other seven houses or whatever it was that she bid on, she would have taken any of those also, right. but she ended up in the nicest house that we had ever bid on. So I think as a buyer, you just have to, just know, hey, what's meant to be is meant to be. I'm yeah. going to throw my best offer at this. If I don't get that one, we'll try to get another one. And that's the only way to look at it right now. And a lot of people are kind of right now going with an adjust an adjustable rate. And, you know, a lot of people, if you say that word, they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to lose my house, my house. But, you know, there used to be crazy, you know, unfair, right. predatory lending, adjustable rates. But a lot of banks right now might have like a five, one arm. And what that means you'll have a lowered interest rate for five years. You know, it can only go up 1% at the end of five years. So you're not going to wake up and your house payment be doubled, but chances are, hopefully those rates will go down in five years. So, so many people are like, well, why would I pay that rate? I'll just lock in for this five years, get a cheaper rate. Hopefully the rates go down and then I'll refinance it. So that's an option for a lot of buyers also now. And 
again, when you say adjustable, sometimes people start, you know, getting very nervous, but if it can only go up 1% after five years, that's really not super risky. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of, I guess, a fear in the market now of another Understood. bubble bursting. Yep. Um, we talked a little bit beforehand, talk yep. about how this may be different than it was. Was it 18 yep. when the last one burst really? What's different this time than it was? So in, in my opinion, and, and I try to watch a lot of, I guess, things about this, but in my opinion, I, and again, I don't have a crystal ball, sure. but I, there's a big, big difference in now versus then. And I was in the market back then and weirdly, you know, I'll drive around, you know, you'll see houses. I'm like, I remember that house sold for, you know, right. this. And, but back then there were a lot of people who were getting, you know, loans who might've had really bad credit who yeah. put nothing down. It was very easy to walk away from that. You, you have no skin in the game. You know, right. you, you could buy a house and not put anything down and, you know, you didn't have to have a strong of a credit score right. versus now, you know, I know people say, Oh, well, there's not a lot of houses on the market, but now the people, you know, who are holding on to their houses probably, you know, have a, a decent credit score that they've probably, they have equity in their house. Right. It's just a whole different, a whole different thing. I mean, before, if you, again, if you didn't have anything, I guess, in it and you bought it and you could have awful credit right now, people have good interest rates. They're pricing on great interest rate, good credit. It's just a difference. Yeah. A lot of people have cash now. A lot of, they did before. Yes. I've never seen so many people have cash in my life. Yeah. Which yeah. is obviously, you know, the inflation, right? That inflates the prices. Because Agree. People are willing to pay a little more. And there's so many people like, Hey, my uncle or dad or somebody will probably just loan me that I'm like what in the <laughs> right. world. But yeah, I've never Where seen, that's what I'm like, man, I don't have, I don't have that family, I don't have that family <laughs> but I guess to each their own. But can you, yeah. Can you lend me that? Uncle? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Oh Everybody, I swear. I'm like, yeah, it's uh, that cracks me up. Cause yeah. So Terry, from a real estate standpoint, well, let me ask you in two different ways. Okay. I, you can answer this both as a, Lifelong Fairborn person, yes. also as a realtor. Um, what what difference have these new schools made on Fairborn, uh, both in your mind as a resident, but also as a realtor? So to me, those new schools are everything to, to yeah. me. I mean, I, I think when you go somewhere, and I can say this because I've been to every school within an hour of here over the past 20 years with four boys. like. Yeah. And when you walk into those new schools and you walk into their auditoriums or, you know, you walk into their filled houses, you're like, oh man, this is so nice. And, you know, previously I, I didn't feel like our old schools were maybe the best representation, yeah. you know, yeah, of, uh, yeah. of, of, of what we were as a community. I don't think you'd make anybody mad by saying that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was trying yeah. to, no, so, I, think yeah. you're good. I think we all understand. Yes. That. Yeah, and I just think that, you know, when you pull in, I think Fairborn deserves that, you yeah. know, and you deserve to pull in and come in, you know, and see, oh my gosh, look at that stadium, look at that school. And that is the vibe that people relocating right. again are going to, to think about, you know, when they come in and I think it's a lot, like, I love that there's like new construction across from there. Yeah. You know, I love that there's like new construction plats coming in locally because when you come in, if you never had any reason to turn down that way, you would never know half of those plats were there. Right. So I think it's just a very nice lead in when someone comes like, Oh, well that's pretty. Or Oh, look at that school. It, yeah. th- that means everything. Because if I was new or if I went somewhere and didn't really know, you know, you're going to look around and you know, that that's going to be like what you remember a place as. Yeah. And I think that we deserve to, you know, our kids have, you know, hadn't, had facilities that, you know, were definitely not as nice as other schools right. for lots of years. So I think our, our kids deserve to play in those same facilities. Yeah. I, I remember walking in, I don't even remember what school it was. And Claire, she like walked in and their whole like auditorium not auditorium, but their entranceway. It was just like wide open and huge. And yeah. I think it was Miamisburg. And she was like, Mom. <laughs> My kids have done that too. Right. She was like, look at this place. That's how, yes. yeah. yeah. She was like, this is incredible. <laughs> right? I was like, 
I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, why can't we have this? I was like, I don't know. Like, and you know, this was a couple of years ago. And I just. Well, Terry, to your point, I mean, not only do our folks get a sense of pride, but the folks that visit the school are going to be like, wow, look at this. Right. This Agreed. is impressive. And I, th- I think it's a good draw in for the community. Even if you don't have kids, you know, you, you probably own property, you know, yeah. you, you live here. So there's definitely, even if you don't have a kid in the school system, those are things that draw people in, you yeah. know, and you want to present yourself as, you know, competitive and you want to, you know, people to come in and drive by and, you know, just play, Oh, wow. That's super nice. That's why I'm so excited for that school to open even like for the football field and stuff. I just feel like everyone's so used to coming to the same stadium for so many years. And I feel like it's just going to be like, wow. Yeah. So, so one more question about real estate and we can get to let you talk about whatever you want to talk about from that point. Um, We have a probably larger percentage of rental property in Fairborn than we do in most communities in the region. Um, Some folks see that as an issue. I don't necessarily see it as an issue, but um, from your standpoint and the real estate standpoint, what what effect does that have on our market, um, positive or negative? Understood. So I we we do have a lot of rentals around, but I will say, in the past couple of years, you see a lot of those rentals changing hands. Yep, and you see a lot of those. Uh, there's nothing wrong with, I mean, I have rentals. There's uh, rentals are a great way, you know, especially for retirement or wealth building or anything. But I just always, and this is no lie. Anybody can drive by, you know, my rental. And it's not me just saying this, say that I always keep my rental house looking like I would live in that rental house. And and that is a role of mine. I I just feel like when you just own a rental, you, you should not just, let something go downhill. And I don't even know why you would. That's your investment. That's your future. That's your money. So, you know, you should keep it up. So I think rentals, I mean, any, anybody will tell you as close as we are to the base. And I've talked to, I'm on different meetings with like, you know, different agents, like across the country on different things. And anytime you're around a base like that, you're going to have a a lot of rentals. I mean, there's just a transition. It would make zero sense if you didn't have those and you have, you know, we're close to, you know, right state in the base. So you're going to have those things. And I, I think if you really were to drive around in most neighborhoods and were to look back five or 10 years ago at what those rentals look like. And now, you know, a lot of them have changed hands, whether it's a first time home buyer or to a new landlord. Um, people also realize that, you know, you get more rent for a nicer property. Right. <laughs> so I, I think, you know, I, I do think that that is definitely catching on, sure. that, you know, and again, it helps everybody out, whether, you know, whether you're the neighbor, you know, whether you're just driving around, you know, everybody should you know try to keep their properties as nice as possible. Sure. I've always argued it's not necessarily the quantity of the rental properties. It's the quality of the rental hundred percent. Right? We could be 80% rentals, but if, if, but if they're nice looking and well kept, nobody would no say one will even know that it was a rental. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I just don't think, you know, you, you can't, I don't want to use the word slumlord, you know, but you, you just yeah. don't want to be a slumlord no, no, type yeah. person who's just like, Hey, you know, it is what it is. I don't touch it. Cause to me, I would never, I mean, it, to me, that's like driving a car and never changing your oil or something, just waiting right. for it to blow up. Like you want to definitely anything you own, you want to take care of. And I don't know that there's any, any more. I know there certainly are some legacy landlords who have dozens of properties, right. And in, in the hundreds in some cases. And I think a lot of those might've turned over yeah. here recently. So I think maybe we're seeing a new influx of some, maybe some exactly. new landlords that Believe the way you believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. And when you have, you know, a hundred properties or someone owns 50 properties, you know, when those, when those sells again, they might sell to a first time home buyer, they might sell to an investor, but they're typically probably going to get a facelift because they probably right. needed a facelift. Right. So, you know, I, I definitely see that, that catching on. And, uh, you know, t- to me again, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to have a huge house. You don't have to have the nicest house, but you know, a, a pretty yard, some landscaping, you know, stuff like that. It just makes a difference. So you can yeah. sometimes tell when somebody new has, has moved in like, Oh man, that siding looks so good. Or, you know, that yard yeah. looks so pretty. And sometimes things like that make such a huge difference. Sure. Great. 
Terry, anything else you want to talk about? Either your business, let's plug your business. Give us your website. Okay. So um, it's www.theblakelybranch.com. Blakely spelled weird. It looks like Blockly. It's B-L-A-K-L-E-Y um, branch.com. And again, it's Remax Victory and Affiliates. And we're at 680 East Dayton Yellow Springs Road, right across from Community Park East. Great. We'll put all that in the show notes. We'll put it in the show notes. We'll I, link, I we'll link your website. You. Absolutely. <laughs> Go see my friend Terry. Oh, I appreciate you. And, yeah. and like I said, thanks for, yeah. thanks for inviting me and asking me in my opinion. And you know, it's, uh, I, I think I know a lot of people in this community until you meet Terry. He knows almost everyone I think in Fairborn. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty close, I, I, yeah, right? I, yeah. I've, again, it's probably due to a little league t-shirt or something. But, <laughs> <laughs> Which is okay. Right. Yeah. The That's other okay. day when we went to, um, we had went to a football game and me and my wife were sitting there and then um weirdly there was like five or six kids in front of me that had on um our t-shirt and it just looked like <laughs> i had my own little bodyguard yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right it's a gift that keeps on giving exactly right? great. yeah yes T- terry and his posse yeah terry and his posse. <laughs> yeah, like, i was the only one not wearing one i had on a regular shirt all right <laughs> Well, Terry, thanks for being here. Appreciate Thank you. you. I yeah. appreciate We're going to talk about some other things that coming up and some things we've done. Okay. Yeah. You're welcome to weigh in as, as you want sure, to I'll just, stay. yeah, say yeah. whatever you want. Okay. We're, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in Fairborn. Yeah. Just a few things. Happy November. Happy November. You believe today is November yeah. 1st. It certainly feels like it outside. It's <laughs> it really cold today. Does. It was snowing yesterday. Yeah. It's a little on Halloween. You believe that? That's crazy. Wow. Uh, well, we did have Halloween uh, trick or treat last night. Did you, yeah. trick, did you trick or treat? So we always have people over like every Halloween we'll have um, people over and all like, I think we had ordered 12 pizzas. Oh my. I not, yeah. I'm not kidding. We have like almost like <laughs> wow. an open house. Like we had like 12 pizzas and food. And then um, I always make like a hot cider on the stove, but then I'll put stuff, you know, if you would like an adult cider to spike sure, it, right? <laughs> I keep that on the table. So I feel like when people are out trick or treating, like a lot of the parents we know, especially yesterday during the snow, oh, right. I had Chill. a lot of people kind of want an adult cider. Walking get, in. Get a little warm up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Fair enough. Perfect. But there That's wasn't a ton, a ton of kids. I'd say we maybe had 40, 50, maybe something. Yeah. I'll have to remember that for next yeah. year. Go to Terry's for exactly. the adult, yeah. adult cider. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Excellent. Uh, how would you, did you have any ha- our Halloween kids? So not many. Yeah. Oh. And we don't hardly get any where we are. Yeah. How about you? Um, no. Yeah. We had two brave souls that decided to knock on our door. Yeah. Uh, and they, they met the dogs. They met the dogs. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No. Friendly dogs. I'm not going to give the wrong impression. Of, oh, yeah. Yeah. They're very friendly. Yeah. Um, they want, to, they want to be pets. What right. kind of dogs? <laughs> uh, Bernie doodles. Oh yeah. Those are, those are cute dogs. Yeah. Hank is, uh, He's just very protective. Oh. And he likes to welcome people right. at the door. All <laughs> right. And he'll, not that anybody can see what I'm doing. He jumps up on the the glass pane and like puts yeah. both of his giant paws. Yeah. The kid wasn't scared. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. He was like, let me in. I want candy. <laughs> right. So anyway, but uh, last weekend we had the Halloween extravaganza. Yes. That was lots yes, of the three days of the chamber put, put on the Halloween festival. Weather didn't wasn't the greatest for that, but they yeah. the rain held off for the most part. So um, I know we did our spectacular parade on Friday night. That got a little rainy, mm-hmm. uh, but outside of that, I think the rest of the weekend was okay. Yeah. Did you attend any of those? We actually had um, a Halloween party oh. that we were doing at the house, so we didn't. But every year prior, we always do go downtown. Um, but we didn't just because we were trying to get ready for our Halloween party. There were lots of. I didn't actually go downtown. I tried. Right. I mean, I was there Friday. I mean, so I guess I was. We ate a tickets on Friday. We were down. We ate a tickets yeah. on Friday. But yeah. Again, I, I admire, I guess, or fear. Uh, we do Halloween different than any other place I've ever we been. Do. Oh, a hundred percent. We are scary Halloween here. Yes. Um, it is legit Halloween. None of the, it's not frou-frou, happy, there's, happy. There's not, it's not there's cute Halloween. scary. Yeah. It's no. not cute. Yeah, but the, yeah, that's why I think people drive in from all over yeah. just to see it because it is legit. Like, yeah, the, some of these folks that put these costumes together are brilliant. They are really okay. impressive. The work they put into some of these things it scares the crap out of me. But my goodness, it's they do it really uh, well. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, really well. So for Saturday and Sunday I had stuff to do, but Friday we were there, so there was quite a bit of people there. In yeah, the crazy weather, but. So I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure if this is on your list or not, but I want to talk about the football team, the Fairborn Skyhawk football team. That was next. Oh, I didn't. I, w- I can't read upside down, so it wasn't <laughs> me. 
the Fairborn Scott football team had an amazing milestone Agreed. last week where yes. they went to the playoffs for the first time ever, first time yes. ever. in school history, which is incredible. Do you have? Do you so, Caden, the only one I've he's a freshman. So, he was on the freshman, freshman team. team. Yep. I don't know if he was. So, but everybody was so pumped about that. I mean, including myself. That was just such a big thing. I mean, I know so many people who were meeting to drive there to watch oh, it. Oh, wow. Fantastic. And a lot of people who didn't even have kids, kids that were yeah. on the yeah. team. I think it was just for support. Yeah, I thought that was so and, awesome. You know, they went up against a team that's a lot bigger school district. Lot, Agreed. You know, bigger, faster, stronger. But, Valiant effort, but my goodness, that's that sets a standard now. With hopefully in the yeah, future, they continue to do that. I feel like I feel like we're in, you know, hopefully in good shape for the yeah. years to come. And kudos to them. Yeah, fantastic, great job. We have Veterans Day coming up on the tenth, not the tenth, the eleventh. The eleventh, so Saturday. But we are off on the tenth. Yeah, city officers are closed on the tenth. Um, so there is a uh, Veterans Day service at the Fairborn United Methodist Church at eleven a.m. Speaker is look at this. Look, do you see this? You have the speaker right now. <laughs> wow, we have notes. Do you you see really that? must be sick. I know. <laughs> We've I scripted this. I came prepared. <laughs> Normally, Terry, if you listen to this, we have we know nothing. We I just nothing. like talk off the top of our heads. And I decided no to come prepared. Yeah, I, I told you I was very nervous about even coming here up here. I thought it was going to be very. Oh gosh. But this is this is a very chill yeah. kind oh, of yeah. <laughs> yeah, just absolutely. like talking with friends and. I was in the parking lot debating on whether to call you and tell you it wasn't coming in or not. I respect that. I literally was like, man, I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's terrific. You're so not that serious around here. All right. Anyway, sorry. Back to previously scheduled. So Veterans Day speaker. Veterans Day speaker is Colonel Jessica Kashka from the Air Force Life Cycles Management Center. Um, the Air Force Bane of Flight is going to be there as well oh, wow. as the, yeah, I know, I thought that was pretty cool, as well as the high school junior ROTC will uh, be presenting the colors. Fantastic. So that's again awesome. uh, Veterans Day, uh, November 11th at 11 a.m. at the Fairborn United Methodist Church. Wow. Great. Not downtown like it was apparently reported at Dayton Local. Oh, yeah, we don't do that anymore. Um, the And in the future, if you've driven by where the new Veterans Memorial is going to be, they've actually started pouring some concrete for the first piece of the Fairborn Veterans Memorial. Really? They're on Hebel, Hebel and Central. Hmm. Um, that was done a couple of days ago. They need to uh, now let that cure for, I think, 10 to 14 days. And then they will set the first obelisk, which is a six-sided figure, which will have the six different branches of the government on it with some local folks highlighted in each branch. So that will be set in a couple of weeks. They'll do a ground or a ribbon cutting, I guess, on December 1st. I believe at two o'clock was announced. So obelisk, obelisk. Man, you it's get a big the, word, right? You get the big I, word. I didn't come day. up with that. I repeated. I don't know what it means. Don't ask what it means. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know what it meant right. either. But <laughs> I, I was smiling. You can't say, but I acted like I knew. But right. I know I've never heard that word. Yeah, I, I just heard it. I'm repeating what I heard. I, <laughs> I couldn't obel- describe it. Obelisk. <laughs> wow. Uh, so I have a funny story. Okay. My funny story today. Yes. So. Uh, Monica from HR, uh, she and I did the senior seminar last Friday. Great. Um, do you know what senior seminar is? Mm-mm, I do not. So it's a class at the high school. Now, oh, like senior. I was picturing like senior center. But yeah. you no, know, so a senior seminar. Yeah, Sorry, you probably can't understand you know you're my good. full because yeah. <laughs> of my cold. So when you hear a class, what do mm-hmm. you think of? Like if you just heard you're going to go talk. Yeah, 30 kids. For, your, for the senior seminar. And hear I, I feel class. like there would have to be a topic they wanted you to speak on. Yeah, but when you hear the word class, what do you think? Oh, like them sitting down just looking at you? Yeah, yeah like, like one you know, yeah, one class. Yeah. yeah, so I find out that it's the entire senior class. Oh. Yeah. So we go to the senior seminar, uh, <laughs> Monica and I, and we talk to the entire senior class. Um. And we just talked to them about, you know, what jobs are coming up and uh, totally like winging it at this point. And I mean, that's really pretty much my funny story. My funny story. Megan, <laughs> funny story she was in the parking lot thinking about canceling. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> when she learned it. Because like the I night mean, before, <laughs> like I'm, I'm talking to Jackson and he's like, you know, our freshman focus, you know, is in the auditorium and he's like mom they usually talk about telling the seniors to go down to the auditorium for the senior seminar 
And I'm like, no, no. I was like, the lady told me it was a class. He's like, yeah, yeah the entire senior class. And I'm like, oh. Oh, can't possibly be. Oh, yeah, that's not she right. said a class. She said a class, Jackson. He's like, I'm right. telling you, mom, it's the entire senior class. And How like, long did you have to talk? It was only like 20 minutes. Oh, I mean, so it's not yeah. like it was a much. Yeah. Right. But it was just really funny. I mean, it, and again, it's not like a big deal, Monica. And, and I you know, it was fine. And yeah. I'm used to talking to people. But it was just really funny. I had to like throw together a presentation. I'm like, well, shoot, if we're talking in front of people, I need to put something together instead of just, you know, on right. the fly. It was funny. Yeah. So it was really cool though, because we got to talk to him about what it's like to work in the government and you know, all those kind of jobs. And yeah, it was, just, it was just funny. Awesome. Only, only about two thirds of them fell asleep. Okay, that's a win. That is a win. Yeah, it's a win. That's a third of a right? whole graduating class that listened to you. So. I know. And we had two people they, they come up. Their phones, right? They couldn't get their phones. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I did make a joke about that. Yeah, I did tell them I got to use my phone at work, unlike you. They probably they probably didn't like they that. Did, they didn't like that. Oh, right. I can use my phone and take <laughs> it out. I think that was funny. Yeah. They chuckled. Right. Uh, the one thing we didn't talk about that we'll talk about December 1st is our tree lighting on Friday, December 1st. I know, but we need to talk about it because mm. we're changing what we're doing this year, which is different than what we've done in the past. So we used to do a parade yep. uh, with the construction on Broad Street. The horses typically staged on Broad Street. Yep. Um, so it was very difficult to with the construction to get the horses there and the, the people to, to bring them. So we decided to not do a parade this year. We will do some uh, beefed up children's events. The Candy Cane Lane will be open longer. There'll be more to do a little bit downtown. Uh, we'll bring the parade back next year once everything is cleared up and everything is gone. So Correct. wanted to make sure that everybody is aware of that. That uh, seems to have slipped up on some people uh, and yes. Uh, of course, you know, we we accept change well here in Fairborn, right? Terry? Yes. Uh, so it's been, <laughs> been a little bit of a, a little some consternation on their part, but we will bring it back next year. We'll make it, Correct. you know, have horses. It'll be spectacular, I'm sure, next year. It'll be fantastic. Uh, but we are. We will uh, have food trucks. We will have year. food trucks this year, which we have not had. We have not had. We will um, we'll have food trucks. Uh, the Civic Band is still going to play. Right. We'll still have dancers. So and, and more activities. So we hope to have a tree being located downtown sometime soon. I would think in the next couple of weeks. Yes. So we should have a tree being set up downtown again, and so it'll be it's Christmas season. It was funny. I went to Kroger yesterday, so this was before trick or treat. So it's not even six o'clock. I walk into Kroger and they have their Christmas tree up <laughs> on October thirty first. <laughs> I almost left. They guess, really do start pushing that oh so gosh. early everywhere. I mean, I couldn't even went to get Halloween stuff last last weekend, and most every place like we went to Lowe's, Home Depot, every place already has all their Christmas stuff. I mean, like we couldn't right. hardly even find. There was like a little clearance part of Halloween <laughs> that right. fit on like one wooden skid. I'm not exaggerating. Oh. Everything else was Christmas, and I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. October 31st, Kroger wow. had their Christmas trees up. I mean, I did tell John I, I was going to start listening to music today. I wouldn't be it's surprised if if Kelly tries to put up, my wife tries to put up a Christmas tree sometime soon. We never do it until after Thanksgiving, but right. I can feel it coming on. She hasn't mentioned <laughs> it, but I can I, I know it's in the future. Right. <laughs> you can feel the vibe. I can right. definitely right. feel her being like, could you go to She's the storage the unit and for right. real quick? All right, I got two left. Okay. Uh, the election is next week. It is. So get out and vote. Get out and vote. That's all. A lot on the ballot. Uh, not just candidates, but also issues, a lot of things on the ballot. So get out and vote. Correct. That's all I'm going to say. I think that's all we're allowed to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm going to right. say. All right. And last one. Today, uh, Wednesday, November 1st, is Stress Awareness Day. Okay. And I have an image. So hold on one second. You realize this is a podcast, right? So. Thanks. <laughs> I realize that. It's audio. I'm going to read what the image says. Oh, okay. All right. Because this is what we posted on our Instagram story. So if people want to go look at the image. Oh, great. Okay. They can. Although they won't be able to see it because <laughs> the story is going to go away. Right. So disregard Soon, yeah, that. So forget it. So, yeah. Disregard. So I'm just going to read it to you. So we posted today on Wednesday that stress management, some practical ways is to listen to music, connect with nature, Get ample sleep and read a book are some ways to uh, manage your stress. Awesome. Um, speaking of, I'll do one more or, thing. I or do landscaping no. like Terry. Or landscape, yeah, yeah. Or to go to sleep. I think one of the coolest things is um, if you go on YouTube and you type in like green noise, black screen, 
I'd never heard of green noise, knew what white noise was, but like green noise, black screen. Anyway, your TV will stay black at night, but it'll play this like sound. It'll do the same thing with like thunderstorms, but that really? is very relaxing. That green noise, black screen. I remember, I think it was Caden one night, him and his buddies were in the basement. And I can't remember the next morning he was teasing because I think they were being loud. And some one of his buddies was like, you know, it's, you're going to wake up Terry and Kelly. It's too loud. And Kato was like, man, my dad has like a thunderstorm going on in his room. <laughs> that he cannot hear anything. But that green noise, black noise for stress, you should try that. Oh, I have to check that out. Huh. Wow. Green noise, black screen. Green noise, black screen. I learned something today. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's that out great. I was going to say this past weekend, I was uh, asked to judge a costume contest at the Fairborn Library. Huh? Uh, they did a, a spooky trivia Oh, yeah. And costume contest and had a hundred or so people. Good. Uh, which was a great turnout for the first time event. I appreciate Carl and Jessica and the folks at the Fairborn Library inviting me. Um, that's a that's a great resource. The library is terrific here. Um, and that hopefully next year they'll continue to do it and get bigger and bigger. But I wanted to give a shout out to the library for. And trivia, any trivia is awesome. Yeah, I love it. Love it. So. What costume one? So there are multiple categories. Uh, oh. The most so there was two that stuck out to me that we voted for. One was they did a Tiger King. Uh, <laughs> I was that last year. Tiger King. And I didn't. And were I were you had Carol a, Baskin or were you? No, Tiger I was. <laughs> I was Joe, but I, but um, I had a closing, and um, Craig did not. This is no lie. He did, did not tell me or did not tell them that I was going to be dressed as that. And um, they had came in from out of town, so I'd never seen them. And um, oh, no. it was the most awkward. And then I, oh, I explained sure. to him and he kind of laughed, but it, like an awkward laugh. And <laughs> I just felt like he was like, who in the world did we hire? Like I have this long blonde wig and a zebra shirt on or a tiger shirt <laughs> right. on. But yeah. That's <laughs> so, amazing. Uh, but in this case, the, the genders were reversed. So the male was Carol Baskin and the oh, female was, was Joe, uh, Joe Exotic. And then the second one, there was a group of three. They got the best uh, group costume. They had Toast on with like different splotches on it and they were the the walking bread so they were zombie toast the walking bread hilarious Pretty good. <laughs> it, was, it was and it wasn't very they were very creative and yeah. so that one that one on the work so they could have just been yeah. like moldy bread right i know i feel like that costume would demand like an explanation so it they, is very yeah, creative they, it was but yeah. you don't like demand an explanation of what you were yeah it was but it was pretty very creative yeah all right, Terry Blakely, thanks I for being here. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Go see Terry, my friend Terry, the Blakely Branch Thank on you. Danielle Springs Road. We'll post that in our show notes. Otherwise, we'll see you around town. All right. Thank see you. Thanks.